No, he used the budget word. No, that'd be like, yes, he finally said it. Yeah. Or there's the, those people like, yeah, they're talking about a budget. Let's go. Yeah. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And this week, we want to talk about money. Money can be a hot topic for many married couples, but we have found is that when we can talk about money, when we talk about our values, our fears regarding money, we will be so much healthier as a couple. And let us say this up front, this has been a hot topic for us in it the has. past yep. and has tripped us up. We're going to share a little bit more from our life here on the podcast today, but it is an area that we have also found some healing and some hope and some growing closer together. Yeah, a common ground where we're we're both happy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll share a little a little bit of that about that. Speaking of being happy, it was Mother's Day it was. this past Sunday and uh, happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers that listen to yes. Marriage Talk. I find it this year at least anyways, one of the funny parts of Mother's Day that I have found is you know how people always say, you know, oh I'll I'll look like my mom one day or I'll, you know, one day I'll be like my mom. It seems like in some areas, I think in our relationship, we can say, oh, I'm, I'll be like my mother-in-law a <laughs> bit one day. Because here's what I mean. Like this year, you bought yourself your own Mother's Day gift. It's true. And then brought it home from the store and were like, hey, I bought this uh, <laughs> fire pit for my mother, for Mother's yeah. Day. You can just give it to us for Mother's Day. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. We used to have a fire pit. We did. Which I love having fires, but I hate the smoke because then you always got to have a shower and wash your hair. And sometimes if you just had a shower, you can go a day or two. <laughs> Dry shampoo is amazing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so this year though, because then we got one of those propane fire pits, yep. which I absolutely love because it's so easy. You can just turn on the fire. It's warm. It looks nice. You can sit around it and visit. Don't smell like smoke. You don't smell like smoke, <laughs> which is amazing. But I don't want to cook a hot dog or a marshmallow over that <laughs> propane fire because what's going to happen, the stuff is going to drip in there and then yeah. it's going to be a mess and ants gonna look good. are going to come find it. Yeah, It's a dilemma. So I thought, well, why don't we get one of those just smaller kind of portable fire pits for yeah. a real fire when we want to have people over for a hot dog roast or right. whatever. Yeah. So it was on sale and I saw it when I was at the yeah. store. I'm not complaining. It made my job easy. I know or, there wasn't the many there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy it because <laughs> I know I'm going to like it. So that was what I did. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. But Mother's Day was awesome. I really, I love being outdoors and doing things outside. And so I said, can we go for a hike? And so... We got a picnic and we went for a hike. It's tons of fun. It was cool because there's there's a I don't know it's it's a little creek kind yep. of thing that ran through the area and there was some turtles who were swimming and yep. sunbathing. So it was fun to watch them because so, turtles do live here in Saskatchewan where we live and they, and they hibernate. Were big turtles. They were they hibernate all winter, but you rarely see them. Right. Um, so it was really cool to to see them. Now I have to ask you this: Did you want to take them home? 
I did want to. I know, to, me too. But, but we didn't. We left <laughs> no, them No, we did. We left them alone. I think all of our kids, I think we were standing on the, the cliff the one time and I said, I want to take one home. And everyone was just like, me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we decided that was a bad idea. We also saw a large, large frog, which was cool. We did. We also yeah. saw a lot of ticks. A lot of ticks. Which was not so cool. Not as cool. <laughs> we yeah. had to pick them off, but yeah. what are you going to do? That's part of hiking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll head back there. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, that was a great time hiking and, and just through nature. And speaking of nature, too, I have to admit, I'm a little sad. The grass in the front lawn is not doing what it's supposed to be doing right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, there was some uh, casualties a lot of, after winter. Yeah, yeah, a lot of snowmobile. I'm sad, but it's teaching me again a, les- a lesson in patience. I mean, it is only still middle of May, yeah. so at the end of the day, things are still just starting to wake up over Christmas. But when it comes to that front lawn, I just love a lush green thing thick lawn you're not allowed to walk on it unless you're cutting (laughs) it which does not make sense to me (laughs) no it's there for look that's why they build sidewalks and driveways that's what you walk up on but yeah i'm a little i'm a little sad sad. you know what if anybody is out there you got any advice snow mold please send it my way (laughs) i would love to hear i am definitely researching i'm not i'm in the process of getting rid of it and chopped all of the grass down to the lowest it's ever been which was really really painful last night i know i i know i this is a bit of an obsession maybe but something that i think is kind of comical and it, it adds insult to injury is there's a lot of people in our neighborhood <laughs> that do not invest in their so lawns bad. they 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 cut it uh, when they absolutely have to but never other water than that, it never they, fertilize yeah. it never feed it and their lawns they're green <laughs> like <laughs> it's may it won't be green in june <laughs> Okay. Anyways, the lawn dilemmas and yeah, but I do stories. love driving around the lawn, the city, and, and I'm like, oh, there's a nice lawn, and there's a nice lawn, and uh, you know what? It might be a odd obsession that I have in my life, but I, I also really enjoy it. It's a lot of time. I spend a lot of time praying while I'm out there working in the lawn. It does bring a lot of joy or there freedom or yep. just pause in my life. It's just right now, it's. Uh, it's also creating some frustration. There you go. <laughs> but anyways, hey, uh, let's Spiritual talk about... lessons out in the front lawn. There we go. Let's talk about money uh, here and finances because it's, again, it's no secret that many couples have disagreements about money and shared this earlier. We are one of them. We are. And, and I mean, let's face it, finances are impacting all of us one way or another and really how we handle our finances, it can either draw us closer together or it can really kind of begin to create some frustrations in the relationship and so this is an area that for a long time it did create a great deal of frustration for us and today we want to talk about some of the things that have helped us navigate this area to get more healthy to be able to have honest conversations and to know where each of us yeah to get on the same page totally totally and so that's what we want to talk about today so what would be some of the things that have helped us in the area of finances I think a big thing was changing our approach, mm-hmm. right? Instead of I've got my way and you've got your way, it was we need a team approach. Mm-hmm. 
a, a big piece of that, which we did right from the start, is having a joint bank account because we did go into marriage with the idea of oneness and we, we felt like that was also in our finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was one thing that we did do well right from the start. It, yeah, that wasn't even, I don't know, I even think it was something we talked about, like that we would have separate bank accounts no. and that kind of thing. It was just, we're getting married. It's all going to become ours and we're going to have one joint bank account. So definitely that helps with the team approach. For, for sure. We, we've also never allowed our salary differences to really be an issue. Uh, yeah. For us, we've never made the same amount of money. One of us is always making more than the other person. That's just yep. always been the reality that we've lived in. But we've also never looked at it as this is my salary, this is your salary, or this is how much I bring into the family, this is how much you bring into the family. It was always, this one, even from the beginning, just like the joint bank accounts for us, it was always our money. Yeah. And, and and it wasn't, oh, well, I make more so I get more say in the decisions. Right. Or I get to spend more because I make more right. money and, and the way it got divided up. We've just always approached this area as our money, our bank account, our credit cards, those yeah. types of things. And, and really, just this is the two areas that we've really been able to, right from the beginning, have oneness in this discussion. Well, in a sense. We had right. it in this sense, but we had all kinds of other financial Oh, no, issues. we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're we're going to get to I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is like, I wanted to like, here's the two things that we... We started out well and petered out really quick. <laughs> kind of like your grass. Yeah. Oh, come on. Why? Why? That's an open wound still. Why would you go there? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, we, we really did see the money as our mm-hmm. money, which definitely did help. But then we had to learn how to lean on each other's strengths because we are so different in how we approach money. For me, I had to learn that it's okay to spend money because naturally I'm a saver and I I can be super strict with myself and with those around me. And I had to realize that it's okay to spend some money on fun. Right, right. Where I have no trouble spending money on fun <laughs> i i can spend money on anything right like and so in our relationship you're the saver i'm the spender that was evident from the beginning yeah and and there was reasons for it in terms of like why i like spending money and that's been really evident in our relationship the spender saver and one of the ways that we've had to learn how to navigate this is through some honest conversations, but learning how to lean on each other's strengths, to learn that you know we can have fun without spending money. It isn't yeah. the spending of the money that brings the fun, as well as it's okay to spend money on family fun, on family things, or on things in general. And so we've both had to learn how to navigate that and then lean on each other's strengths, right? I've had to learn how to dial it back a little bit to learn that not spending money everywhere. And then you've also had to learn how to dial dial it up up. a little bit. And, and, and I think one of the things that has really helped us in this area in, is, again, that team approach, even in this area, that you're not wrong right? and I'm not wrong. You're not my enemy in this area. Yeah. I'm not your enemy in this area of finances. We approach it differently. And then we just didn't have an honest conversation. And so we were missing each other's mark. We were missing 
there was a lot of misunderstanding with each other. And then it turns into, well, you're just reckless with your money or, well, you just never want to have fun. You right. just never want to spend money. It's like, well, no, it's because you are, again, reckless. So therefore I have to yeah. say. Well, and we double down on our natural tendency, yeah. right? And so it, 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 it makes us feel uncomfortable or scared Angst or whatever. So we double down on the gotta save, can't spend a thing yeah. and double down on the need to have fun, gotta spend, yeah. right? And yeah. so then it just gets worse and worse and worse until we can have some open communication and some understanding and come to that common place. Right. Which really, so one of those things that really helped us is the teamwork. And now you just mentioned open communication. Yeah. That has been something that has been a massive growing area in this in terms of finances for us is to how to have an open conversation and open communication because early on we could just never even talk about this we didn't understand the deeper issues the the values that we placed on monies on monies (laughs) on money (laughs) (laughs) but um it is that deeper right so often we know if we're a spender or a saver but it's that deeper understanding even of why right our personality and and the way we view it and can we hear our spouse's perspective without feeling threatened or do we try to shut them down in our process of doubling down on what makes us feel comfortable and then are we actually being realistic yeah in this conversation in our spending and in our saving are we being realistic with the income that we have yeah right there's only so much income that can go around and it's got to get divided up to with things that we owe if we're you know, rent or mortgages groceries, or groceries, kind of important. food, right? <laughs> like to live, there's taxes, yeah. there's potential debt that people like, and there's only so much of this pie that can kind of go around. And so are we actually being realistic in our spending, you know, is going out for Sunday meal after church every Sunday to a fancy restaurant, is that realistic? Yeah. Or are we beginning to really live outside of our, our means vacation spending, clothing spending, like all these things that we're talking about, are we being realistic and and are we able to have open conversations? Yeah. I think what helps with that in having those open conversations, again, is getting down deeper. Hmm. What is our desire, right? What is our goal? What's our expectations for life and our finances and money and how we're going to divide up that pie, Right, it can really make such a huge difference because for some, and I'm more this way. It's like, no, I I will only buy from the clearance rack. I will, you know, shop at a thrift store. Those kinds of things because I want to save. Right, whereas for you, you more so prefer more expensive things, more expensive taste, right. that kind of thing. So we really had to get past the superficial mm-hmm. at, to the deeper thing of what is driving that and what are our goals, right? So set that aside. What in the big picture of our family are our goals? And if we continue with these spending habits, are we going to be able to accomplish our goals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which really leads to honesty. Are we honest with ourselves? 
Are we honest with each other? Are we honest with being able to dig into why is this important to me or what am I actually trying to achieve by spending here or saving here or what, you know, fill in and, and finish that sentence? Yeah. Uh, are we being honest with each other? Are we being honest in our spending, right? If we are, you know, going out for lunch at work, are we honest with our spouse that we are doing that? Did we set up a budget where say, yeah, okay, you have $50 a month to go out for meals at work and that's cool, like yeah. no, no big deal. Uh, or is it that like, no, that is a big deal because, you know, I don't get to do, like I don't get to do that. So therefore it's, it's creating this unfair balance inside the relationship, which is just creating a wedge. And so are we able to be honest in those conversations to actually say, you know, I don't really feel that this is fair. I don't really feel that we're of equal partnership here or have equal say in these things. And so are we really able to get in and be honest with our feelings, honest with our spending, honest in this area of finances together? Right. Because like you, you hear about couples who have a secret credit card that mm-hmm. they're supposed to know about and are, you know, racking up all this debt or, or one is constantly buying extra things and the other doesn't feel like they can because again, there's those differing goals and expectations and values and so that honesty in what are we doing and what are our goals and then sticking to what we've said we're going to do mm. can make a huge difference. And I think it, to help with that it is understanding the difference between a need, like what is an actual need, right? Groceries. A uh, roof yeah. over our head. Uh, Food is important. Uh, yeah, all those kinds of things. Like classifying, what is it something that I actually need? What's a want? And what's just kind of like uh, a whim, the, the impulse buy of it's something shiny and it catches my eye in this moment. And I think, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, an avid <laughs> whatever, skateboarder. Let's say there's a skateboard and it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this up and I'm going to do it every day. And then, yeah, reality is we use it maybe once and then it sits in the closet kind yeah. of thing. And so understanding what's what when it comes to our spending habits and then also working through as individuals, as a couple, and if our kids, if we have kids, talking with them about the value of delayed gratification, hmm. right? Saving up, waiting and working towards a common goal, you appreciate it so much more. Hmm. And that really helps eliminate some of the uh buyer's remorse or those whim purchases or just debt which just just cripples you right or handcuffs you because again there's only so much a piece of that pie that can go around and and when you have debt it takes a part of that pie it just does there's nothing you can do about it you have to be paying it off yeah and so yeah delayed gratification can also help eliminate or not go into debt yeah, because often we do end up regretting those purchases and then we, we pay for it for a long time after financially, but also emotionally because it is that burden of having to deal with the, the reality of our purchase. Mm-hmm. And so that can be really helpful. And I think that was something that we had to work through is figuring out what are our needs, what are our wants, mm-hmm. and what are those whim type purchases. Right. So that yeah. that was 
I think a big eye opener. Yeah, another eye opener really comes down to understanding our financial fears. Yeah. And doctors less and Leslie Parrott, they provide four financial fears and these these really helped us like digging through this <clears throat> understanding the value that we place on money, understanding the financial fears that we have. Yeah. That has really helped us. And and the financial the four financial fears that doctors less and Leslie Parrott talk about are a lack of influence, a lack of security, a lack of respect, and not realizing our dreams. And this is really even ties back into that honesty piece that we were talking about. Can we be honest with ourselves about what money really represents in our life? Yeah. Can we be really honest with ourselves about what the value that we really place on money and then begin to have those conversations with our spouse or the financial fear that we have? Like, have we even processed that to realize like, wow, I, I'm making decisions based on financial fears or I'm making decisions based on the value that I place on money. And so this is how this has played out in in our marriage. It's another difference that we have (laughs) that we, the value we place on money or the financial fear that we would have. And so for me, I have a lack of respect. Like that's kind of the the financial fear would be lack of respect on on the value side i'm placing like money is is status to me and so to make sure that what I ha- used to be oh yeah thank you yeah used <laughs> to be totally not anymore not anymore that's right uh, because i've been able to realize this and so how this has played out is like part and and then i'm a spender and so part of this is me saying I need to spend money to have value. I need to spend money so that way I have respect. Right. And not spending money, not having money, means I have a lack of respect, that I have a lack of value. This is the way old Sheldon used to think, which meant I would put us into debt. I would make decisions to overspend, not live within our means, kind of be like, oh, we'll just pay it off. But look, we have this new shiny toy or we have this thing in our life or we have these designer clothes because i have status wearing these things or right and yeah and and so that's really how it's played out in in our for me yeah for me it was different right it was the lack of security right and so that's why i wanted to save all the time is because i wanted the security of knowing well there's money in the bank if I need it, right. if if something happens, if we lose a job or this or that. And and on the surface, that's not bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are wise things, but that's where I was placing my security. Mm. Instead of trusting God, instead of relying on Him and still being wise right. in the saving and in the spending and all those things, I was placing my sense of security in money, mm. not in God. And for me... Just so ever like to close that loop, right? I was placing my value in those things in money and not realizing that my identity is uh, as a Christ follower. I think a huge realization in that for us was getting to the place where we realized the money isn't ours in the first place, (laughs) right? right? Everything is God's and we are to be stewards 
of all that he's entrusted into Mm -hmm. our care. And so that does include our relationships. How are we stewarding our relationships? It includes our kids. How are we stewarding our kids, our money? How are we stewarding that? Our possessions, everything that we Mm -hmm. have, it all comes down to a stewardship issue. Mm -hmm. And then you realize all these other fears and values and those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. they're still there. It just puts them in their right perspective because yeah. it's not wrong to be a spender and it's not wrong to be a saver. Yeah, for sure. It's when we put these other things, uh, yeah. place the, the values. Or the whys behind it. Yeah. Right? It's really a hard issue. Yeah. Right? Like when it comes down to it, when we start peeling back the layers of money and finances and all these things, we're really actually going to get to the heart. We're going to get to the heart. And this is what we did. We got to our hearts. Yeah. We got to what is the real meaning behind the decisions of what we're trying to do or why are these what what's influencing me in making these decisions which was really a hard issue for us to understand yeah and in a sense really when we were in that perspective we were allowing money to have a lot of control Mm -hmm. over us Mm -hmm. versus seeing money as a, a tool and that's actually something that ron blue he's a financial expert and he's got some really great stuff on his website. I think we'll put the link in uh, in the notes. But he says that money is just a tool to accomplish other God-given goals and objectives. Mm-hmm. And so realizing that money's a tool, it doesn't have to be our master. We don't have to be enslaved to it so that when you know I'm feeling insecure, I need to make sure I'm saving and not spending. Or mm-hmm. when I'm feeling uh, like I need respect, I need to go and spend a bunch so that I feel that significance and worth. Yeah, it just changes the perspective mm-hmm. uh, and the value placed on it. Yeah, interesting that you talk about changing perspective because here's one that I had to change of perspective on was setting a budget. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that may have just sent shockwaves through people. Like, no, he used the budget word. No, that'd be like, yes, he finally said it. <laughs> yeah. Or there's the those people like, yeah, they're talking about a budget. Let's go, yeah. right? But. It was so scary for me. Again, this was where we approached it differently. You wanted a budget. You've been asking for a budget all like, the whole time. And yeah. I was running away from the word budget. And even when you would mention it, it'd be like I would change the topic or we wouldn't even be able to have this conversation. Yeah. It was just frustrating, right? Because I wanted that budget to know that we would be okay. Where like it just it feels so, I don't know, like scary or like it's this very uncertain place like the foundation could fall out at any moment when you don't have a budget but you're continuing to spend because it's like well is there going to be enough i don't know right (laughs) and i want to know and and again that's not that's not a bad thing no no but here's the thing for me this is why i would push it back on it is i always thought a budget was restrictive and then it'd be like you know oh then i can't go have fun and i can't go do these things and which actually not having a budget was a bad thing uh, because yeah. <laughs> I would overspend and I, yeah. I wasn't keeping track. And all of a sudden it's just like, uh-oh. Now, we didn't ever run out of money. No. <clears throat> we've never had that issue. And we've always been able, God's blessed us in that sense. We've always been able to pay we've, our we bills. We figured it out. Right. Yes. We've been able to figure it out. But <clears throat> I was always so scared to have a budget because I thought it was so restrictive. Mm-hmm. That it was going to take away all the fun. But what I have found... <laughs> is the actual is the opposite 
it is so freeing to have a budget because then there is no worry about where money is going because it's been allotted for. And what, what we have found is that the budget says no, right? You don't say no. I don't say no. The budget says no. And this has really even helped us with Kieran, our son, because he is like his father (laughs) in so many ways, but he (laughs) loves to spend. He loves to give gifts. He loves to go and eat out. Like he will spend, spend, spend. Yeah. And money, the concept of money is a difficulty for him with his disability. So he doesn't fully grasp money and budgeting and that kind of thing. No, but we've been able to set him up in a budget. So that way, when he says, oh, can I go eat at McDonald's? Can I go eat at Tim Hortons? Can I go eat at Wendy's? He likes to eat out. (laughs) All right. But we are able to now say, well, what does your budget say? Have you already spent the food allotted amount? Yes or no. And then we go look at the budget. And when he spent it, the budget says no. So now mom and dad aren't saying no. We're not the bad people in the in the conversation or the people to fear. And it gives him freedom because now he's just like, oh, no. And then he won't ask. Like when he runs out of his money on that allotted line, he's like, okay, I yeah. now I won't ask anymore until and, next month. And it's given him freedom to be able to save up for bigger purchases that really he, he wants. But right. without that budget, it all would have just been blown on, on mm-hmm. other stuff, fast yeah. food and whatever. Jer- yeah pepsi popcorn pepsi popcorn right but he but he created a budget and he bought himself a hot tub yeah like it took him quite a few years but he did it but he set a goal and then he was he was putting money away every month it would go to it and he now has a hot tub yeah which is huge but that's what a budget has taught him some some bank accounts just have those apps that that set those things up we've just found uh, really dave ramsey's every dollar app to be really useful yeah well it's super helpful in yeah where is my money going because sometimes we don't fully know it seems to just kind of leak out of the account and so (laughs) realizing where is it going and then we can a lot for some of that fun money and the saving for bigger goals money and the just everyday expenses Mm -hmm. the giving money because we do want to to give Mm -hmm. to to church and to other uh, ministries it just helps to put it all in perspective so we know where our money is going and what is it that we what are the means that we can live and work within yeah and i think one of the things that really tripped us up early on was we allowed money to be our master versus seeing it as a tool that we can use yeah right like we became a slave to money and it was all about making more money then we'll have more fun then we'll be able to buy these things off and so it was like if we just made more money, the problem is even as we made more money, we never found the freedom that we were looking for. Right. It wasn't until we found the freedom in Christ that, and then we realized that we're not going to allow money to be our master, but we're going to see it as a tool that we can use to glorify God, to use to do his kingdom work. It's interesting in the men's group that I'm in, one man said, money promises you all the same things that God does it's just money will leave you empty in the end and god won't i just found that when he said that i was i just realized I'm, i've reviewed my life and i'm like that is so true <laughs> right I, i've lived yeah. it and i've been on both sides and it and it is so true that money ends up leaving us empty uh, but god will sustain us and fill us and here's the thing too money's not a bad thing no making money's not a bad thing and spending money spending isn't money is necessarily not necessarily a, a bad thing right 
but is money the master over us or are we controlling the way that we spend our money yeah and are we living within our means right Right. not spending what we don't have is a really good idea so that we don't end up with a whole bunch of debt Mm -hmm. so that we can have that freedom to to be good stewards Mm -hmm. to enjoy the gifts of life and some of that does require money Mm -hmm. and so to be able to do that because we've planned for it and we've budgeted and we know we're being wise Mm -hmm. so we can enjoy that spending and those activities right on so how does this resonate what does money represent to you as always, we love to begin to, well, not begin, to, we are going <laughs> wrap to wrap up, up uh, the <laughs> podcast with some questions of processing. And, and we hope that, uh, again, I just feel like we've just touched the topic of money and yeah. finances, but we hope that this will spur you into a thought process, into a conversation as a family, into a conversation with your spouse. Uh, here's some, some questions for that. How have you been able to approach this topic as a team in the past? If this has been a struggle, what would help approach this topic as a team moving forward? What are your financial fears? What would setting a budget do for you? Again, we just want to say thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.